Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. Turn with me, if you would, to, um, let's go to James chapter two. We'll start there, James chapter two. We've been focusing on uh, faith and the realm of faith, actions, especially actions of faith. Faith without works is dead. So that means you can have faith, and if you don't put works to it, it dies. Just like you'd have a seed, you plant it in the ground. If you don't water it, it dies. <laughs> you give no action. You give no attention. You know, Or it can come up a little bit, and then you don't tend to it the way you should. Um, we have to be interested. Faith keeps us interested in these things. Um, look at James 2, and we'll... Verse 14... What is the use, prophet, my brethren, if anyone to profess to have faith, if he has no good works to show for it, can such faith save his soul? If a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food for each day, and one, before I go any further, speaking of food, um, <laughs> I want to call him Brother Randy now, but it's Brother is Gilbert, yes, and I saw him back there. You're officially now Brother Randy. This man brought some donuts today to Bible school. I, and I'm not even like a donut, you know, I'm, some people really just gravitate in that direction because there's so many donut shops and they kind of all taste the same. I'm good old traditional hot Krispy Kreme. That's fantastic. Or I told the students, you know, even like a good healthy donut, I'll settle for that because it's not worth it. The, the sugar and the calories with that is not worth it to me. But this man brought some donuts. <laughs> I had to get him out of Joel's office. And if you know me, I'm not a sweets person. That's how good they were, brother. You blessed my life today. I'm just saying, you blessed my life. You blessed me with that. That was very thoughtful. There's a, a place in Riverside called Randy's. Is that it? Randy's? Randy's. I don't know if it's famous on Instagram or what, but it's good. So don't all y'all leave at once tomorrow. I was thinking of that. Food. <clears throat> if he lacks for donuts each day. <laughs> no, if a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food for each day, and one of you says to him, goodbye, keep yourself warm and well-fed without giving him the necessities for the body, what good does that do? Uh, we talked about what good is faith if you're not acting on what you believe? What good? What kind of brother or sister, how... how of much value is that relationship, it's saying. So how much value is your faith going to be if this is what it's comparing it to, if you're not doing anything with it? So also, verse 17, so also, if it does not have works, deeds, actions, or beings to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, inoperative, dead. But someone will say to you then, you say how, you say you, have faith, and I have good works. Now you show me your alleged uh, faith apart from any good works, if you can, and I, by good works of obedience, will show you my faith. Uh, look down, if you will, and it says, was not, verse 21, was 
not our forefather Abraham showed to be justified and made acceptable to God by his works when he brought the, to the altar as an offering his own son Isaac, you see that his faith was cooperating with his works and his faith was completed and reached its supreme expression when he implemented it by good works. So there was an implementation of faith. He wasn't satisfied. You can never be satisfied with just hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and and there's zero implementation, right? What is school with no testing? What is testing? The implementation of that which we learn, correct? What is stepping out in faith or or taking on the challenges of life by faith, the times of testing? It's implementing, taking an opportunity to implement what we've learned. So he's saying he implemented uh, faith by good works. And so scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed and adhered to, trusted, relied on God. And this was accounted to him as righteousness, as conformity of God's will and thought and deed. And he was called God's friend. You see that man is justified, pronounced righteous before God through what he does and not alone through faith, through works of obedience, as well as by what he believes. So also with Rahab the harlot, was she not shown to be justified, pronounced righteous before God by good deeds when she took in the scouts, spies, and sent them away by a different route? For as the human body apart from the spirit is lifeless, so faith apart from its works of obedience is dead. It's a very powerful passage that we don't ever want to let slip or become uh, where we can just recite it and rehearse it so faith without works is dead. I mean, I think I learned that when I was, you know, five years old. Faith without works is dead. You hear it all the time when, you, when you're up in a, you know, raised in a faith church. And that's good. That's important. But it's the implementation of it, the doing of it. Um, Rahab, the harlot, she was given, go, turn with me if you would, go first to Joshua. Joshua chapter two. Joshua chapter two, or excuse me, yes, no, yes, that's where this is. Joshua chapter two, I have it right here. This is the story of Rahab. And it talks about here, look where it says, in verse nine, and when, and she said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that your, what is that? Her faith. I know the Lord has given you the land. I know he's done that. When did she know that? 40 years ago, 45 years ago. She knew that. So you got three believers, Joshua, Caleb, and Rahab. Joshua and Caleb were not the only two that believed. This woman was believing at the same time. And she didn't quit believing because when they showed up, you hear the expectation in her voice. How do you know when you've lost um, the zeal in your faith when you don't hear expectation? Well, you know, well, you know, God will do that. Well, we'll see. There's no we'll see with God. 
well, you know, if, if some things maybe change and work out, if we can work this out, if we can do this, if, you know, well, maybe we'll just, uh, you know, change our plans a little bit and make things a little bit easier. And we start adjusting our life and our lifestyle. And there's an, ad, there's an adjusting. It looked like to me here in Joshua that she really, in her mentality, there was no adjusting. Because when she found these two spies, she came up with a plan very quickly because she believed. When you truly have faith on the inside, what did God do for her? He gave her an opportunity to act. This woman believed for 45 years, and she said here, she goes, we heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for uh, you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who are on the east side of the Jordan, uh, whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted, neither did our spirit or courage remain anymore. And any man, because of you, the Lord, your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. She held on to that belief system for 45 years, waiting to see the God of heaven and earth show up in her land. What did God do because she had faith? He gave her an opportunity. He gave her an opportunity. He brought two men to her door. And now she's got an opportunity to act on everything she has believed for these 45 years. I love that. He gave her, after 45 years of her truly believing, this is not where we're supposed to be. God's going to give these people. This had nothing to do for her to gain. There was no gain in it for this woman whatsoever. And yet, she still believed God was going to perform for his people. We can't let a woman who had no covenant whatsoever act and have more expression and releasing of faith and opportunity than we do. That's how I measure for myself. That's how I measure the word of God. I'm going, my gosh, for 45 years, you know, we heard years and years ago, you know, when is we... And don't look around, these people, this, they aren't here, you know, but we heard, you know, when is the building ever going to get paid off? Oh, no, 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 people said that. Why? Because there was no outward evidence or sign. I don't ever want to be the one that came up just a couple of years short. You know what I mean? Just a couple, couple of days how about a couple of months short and you quit? You quit. This woman for 45 years, she truly believed this is the God of heaven and of earth beneath and this belongs to these people and she was expecting she's gonna lose not only everything but her life. She said our hearts melted. That's how much faith she had that her life was going to get taken from her. Talk about an expectation. And she's expecting, she's expecting with joy. I mean, with, there, you can hear this in her voice. Where have you been? You're here now. Where have you been? Because your God did so many great things for you. 
She believed it. She wasn't there. She heard it. This is how powerful hearing is. They were with how many millions that saw it and didn't believe? All she did was hear about it. And she held on for 45 years. She heard it and held for 45 years. She just heard it. Didn't see it. Wasn't there firsthand. She just heard about it. She heard about the goodness of God. She heard about the power of God. She heard about the fire of God. She heard about the, the way, you know, the seas parting. She heard about the mighty battles that this group of people wandering in the desert, uh, what they were able to accomplish. She just heard about it and she held on to her believing. So faith comes by hearing and that is so important. But when she had heard and she stayed believing God was gonna give her one last opportunity to act. So what did he do? He said, I can trust this woman of faith with my two precious, uh, uh, those that I'm in covenant with, my two precious men here. And I'm gonna bring it because this woman has so much faith, so much believing, I'm giving her a chance to act. Don't miss your opportunity to act. Don't miss your opportunity to act. Faith comes. We're receiving it. We're putting it in our hearts. We're believing it. But without acting, it becomes, it, it, it just sits there dead on the inside. God will always provide those who believe an opportunity to act. So the miss is not in the hearing. The miss is not in the believing. Oftentimes, our miss is in the acting. It's in the acting. We don't want to start that process. That's what I love about Rahab. She started the process along with the children of Israel. They thought, hey, we're going to come out here in this wilderness, and we're going to just die out here. Well, some of them did. You know, we're going to starve. We're going to die. We're this. We're going to have this happen. We're going to have this happen. This woman's believing unto her death, but she's doing it by faith. <laughs> I mean, she is holding on. God is the God. What's the song? God is God. You know, and he always will be God. I think she probably wrote that. She, she knew this God that they serve. He performs. He performs. Don't, we cannot miss our opportunity. Don't miss our opportunity to act. Thank God she didn't miss her opportunity. She didn't panic. She took those men in. She hid them. She told the king, you know, they were, they, they came, but they're on their way. They're well on their way. And then she proceeded to give these men a, these men a plan that really could have been to her own loss of life still. Yes, they told her, you know, take this thread, put it, take this, put it outside your window, bring you and your family in because we can't, you know, tell you what, we can't promise what would happen if they're not in your household, but we will hold true to this word with you. But she had to trust these two men's word. She had to believe that what they said they were gonna do. I believe she didn't just put her faith in them. I believe that she truly trusted that God was gonna take care of her. Uh, While she was, you've got Joshua and Caleb. Caleb was, 
Um, Joshua became the leader. Caleb, I, we called him the warrior. Caleb was known as a warrior, 80-something 80, 80 years old. And he said, give me my mountain. He showed up and he wasn't gathering his people to fight for him. He was gonna do his fighting. Caleb was ready to act on his faith. He believed, he had seen it all those years before. He said, that's my mountain. He had spoken it and he wasn't gonna move off the words that he spoke and he was waiting ever so patiently as they worked their way in that land to possess it. He was waiting to get to his mountain and say, this is mine and now I'm taking it. The rest of y'all can join me if you want to. That's what those who act on the word, they're, we could say a warrior, we look at them and we say, these people were warriors to fight for what they believe, the fight of faith. While everybody else was wanderers, he said, I'm a warrior. I am not quitting. I am not gonna die here. I'm not gonna, this is not my permanent place. You're not gonna bury me here. Not till I get and can act on what I believe. Always be looking for where you can act on what you believe. Don't, don't shy away. Right? When the opportunity presents itself, do it. Do it. Now, <clears throat> go to Romans chapter four. Romans chapter four. Abraham, another man that when his opportunity to act, he took it. And this man had many opportunities. Romans chapter four, and I wanna get to something specific tonight along these lines. Romans chapter four, verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he promised, he was uh, able also to perform and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. It reads, I prefer always to read it out of the Amplified, Verse 19, going back one, he did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead because he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb. No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly questioned concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and was, look at this word, if you have the Amplified, empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God, fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. When we do and when we act, it's because we believe he will do and he will act. That's all it is. I am, mirror, I am mirroring, I am acting like my father. I'm not acting apart from him, I'm acting like him. And oftentimes we think, oh, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm stepping out in faith, like you're by yourself. <laughs> no, what I'm doing is I'm acting because he's acting. Match me, right? You know? You go, I go. <laughs> uh, we are keeping, I have to keep pace with my God because he's always acting, he's always doing, he's always moving. We think we're stepping out by ourselves when we're, he's just asking us to keep pace with him. Just, just keep up with me. Just keep making steps. Keep up with me. Keep, 
No, we're not out ahead of him. We're not out in front of him. We're not, you know, we're not, we, we're not going to step out. And then he watches and goes, they should have gone a little further. You know what? That's a little too. Anytime you see something in the word of God and you say, God, I t-, whether it's like Abraham, where you just get up and rejoice and you praise and you thank God every single morning. Oh, Father, I thank you. I declare this, that, or the other, and I'm praising you and I'm giving you glory. What is that? Acting on your faith. Because somebody who's not in faith, they don't do that. <laughs> they don't do that. <laughs> Uh, so that's what this is saying. But he was empowered by faith. I looked up this word empowered and it blessed me. Empowered. This is what the definition of empowered is. When, so, and it says he grew strong, was empowered by faith. So faith empowered him. This is what that means. Invested with legal power or official authority. He was empowered. So faith, listen, faith, we could say this, invested him with legal power and official authority. But listen, part of that first part of that definition says, especially as symbolized by having a scepter. That was in the definition, a scepter. You know what a scepter is? You know what that, I, so I looked up. Tell me what a scepter. Let me get the, the, the official version here, the official definition. It says a staff held by a sovereign as an emblem of authority. Your faith is an emblem of authority to the devil and to everything you're gonna face. He was empowered by faith empowered by faith. My faith, when I act on faith, that is me holding up as a scepter, the emblem of authority, the invested legal power, official authority. But it gets even better. But wait, Mr. Reverend Joe says, there's more. It means to be enabled and permitted. Having been given, I like this one. Because when circumstances come up, the devil wants you to think you've got to fall victim. You've got to live with something for a while. You make a mistake. You've got to deal with this. You've got to, you know, you're going to just have to face it like a man. No, you face it with faith. You're going to have to figure this one out now. This is more than you know. This is beyond you. Good. I'm glad it is. Because everything in this book was beyond everything that these people could handle themselves. But I like this one. It says, having been given the power to make choices relevant to one situation. Faith gives me the power to make choices for my situation. Faith. If, it com- if, if faith comes by hearing God's word, then that means I've been given power and authority to make decisions. Based, I'm not waiting on him. He's waiting on me to make the decision. He's waiting on me to make the choice for my own situation. Oh, I have that need. Then I make the choice whether I'm going to walk it out by faith or where, whether I'm going to walk it out by what I can figure out. Make a choice. And then the last one was simply acting with confidence. Empowered means you act with confidence. 
What does the bombarding thoughts do regarding a test or a circumstance or something you're facing? It's to shake the confidence. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes as we hear it. It grows on the inside of us, right? It grows and we're renewing our mind. That The devil copies and imitates the exact same thing. The repetition over and over and over again to get you to have shaken confidence or to uh, think that your power of choice in this situation is out of your hands. Faith says it's well within my hands. I can deal with it with the word of God. I can enforce the power of God. I have full authority. He was empowered to call her womb open. He was empowered to call his seed sown. He was empowered to call for the harvest and he was empowered to call for the descendants. He was empowered to act as if every step of that process was true. That's what faith does. It allows you to act as if the end, the finish is already done. But I like this. I went back because it says in part two, enabled or permitted. What is permitted? We, we know this. When you deal with the city, you got to get permits for everything, you know, right? I mean, you, you want to sneeze, got to get a permit, you know. <laughs> you get a permit for that. Um, you know, I get it. It keeps things nice, keeps things in order. So it's not absolute chaos. Uh, but there's a process, a permitting process. If something isn't permitted, it's not legal or recorded with the proper agencies. Isn't that what permitting? When I, we want to do something, we wanted to build this building over here. What do we have to do? Pastor, she's talked about the castle. She's in the permit process, going to the city, getting all the paper. That's taking uh, a, a going to take you know about a year. I mean, it's 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 a it is a process. You don't just go put it on one person's desk and they go, that looks nice. Unless you live in Pawnee. You know, we learned that. <laughs> Sketch it out on a little piece of paper and then it's good to go. Not here. So uh, you go through this permitting process. That's permission. That's where that comes from. Permission. You got to get permission to build it this way. And, and sometimes they'll come back to you, right? And they'll say, no, we will approve this if you make these changes. If you'll make, you know, you, you give up this, we will allow. You know, they're going to work with you on that permitting process. Um, but if something isn't permitted, it's not legal or recorded with the proper agencies. <clears throat> they are saying they have no record or permission granted for that building or that business to be established. You got to get a, 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 bill, a business permit. And if you try to operate without that permit, that license, they're going to come in and say, with our official agency, you have no legal right to operate this business. And they'll shut you down. They'll shut down a building being built. They'll shut down. They'll tear it down. If something's not permitted, they will come in and tear it down. Because there was not proper channels that it went to and proper permission for it to be done. When you act and you release your faith, you know now that you have a permit to the highest agency in the land. And that is heaven. And you do not have to wait till it's finished to call it done. Finished and done are two different things. 
That's what faith does. It gets permission with the highest agency that this universe knows that's heaven. Father, I see in your word that you have said this, this, and this. So by and according to your word, the authority in your word, I thank you right now, and this is what you, you have to take it. As Abraham was empowered by faith, I see that this word says, I take that for me. I'm empowered with this very scripture right now, and I act like it is done. Amen? And even when it doesn't look finished, the permit says it's done. What is she going to do? Once those papers are done, once those papers are through the city, off to the races. Now it's up to her. Now it's up to how fast she wants to go. When you claim, when you do what Mark 11 says, and you speak to the mountain, call those sayings that be not as though they are. Right? Just as Abraham did. When you deal with your circumstance like that, we're believing for some things. My husband and I, when we've called the things that we're believing for, we call it done. It may not look finished in the natural. What happens? The castle may not look finished, but once those permits are in, that's it. The door swung wide open. Now, we've got permission to do everything that we said. God in his word gives us permission. That's what it said when Abraham was empowered by faith. He had full permission. Full permission with the highest authority possible. You don't have to wait for permission. You don't have to wait for uh, the money. To wait for a new doctor's note and a new doctor. And you don't have to wait for that. And you get permitted by God. Amen? Faith empowers a man and gives him official authority. And he has full power to make a choice over his situation. When are you going to choose what God said? When are you going to choose what he said? This is what Abraham had a choice. He made the choice long before this when he chose to leave his mom, his dad, and everything he knew. You want to know why I think that is? Because just like in their society and, and when, you know, just listening to different commentaries and reading different commentaries, reading different ones, they, he lived in a very, very developed and advanced society was not a primitive, very advanced, very intellectual, very intelligent, very, a lot of, of business. They were very, you know, wealthy. There was a lot. This was a highly uh, developed people. So don't think of them as a bunch of people living in a desert somewhere. No, this was a thriving civilization and community. And God brought him out of that. Well, we can compare that to this now. What does our society empower? Who do they empower? People with money, education, status. The saddest thing is they empower celebrities. That's the most ridiculous and saddest thing. People who have done absolutely nothing. Why? But they'll empower them to get up and Speak on behalf, what people think, 
how we should believe. You did a movie. You don't need to tell me what I need to do with my children and the direction that we need to take. You, why? They've been empowered with decision-making, with direction. Saying, who cares who celebrity married who and who didn't marry who? And You know what I mean? Who's showing up to the NFL football games? Jeez. Ah, ruin a perfectly good game. <laughs> I mean, it, what, ha- what happens is because this is why God had to take Abraham out of that. They all ha- they had that. Every society has who they believe should be empowered. The educated, the wealthy, this, this, uh, um, this gender, this, you know, culture, this, they all, everybody's going to find somebody that they find should be empowered to make the, the decisions and should have the greatest influence. This is why God brought him out. He said, I'm going to empower you a new way. And that's called with my word and my covenant. And what I say, you're going to find that when you say what I say, it's going to create its own civilization. You're going to create your own world. You're going to create something brand new that no man empowered. Only I did. Be careful how immersed you get, young people, how immersed you get in garbage, gossip. Be very careful because you're empowering the wrong voice. It's the wrong voice. Find fellowship with those. I'm not talking about not, you know what I'm saying. Listen, we're not religious. But I've been mindful with my kids to remind them, these people play a game. (sighs) Right? They play a game. And if they're not using their voice for something in the kingdom of God, listen, honey, you got more authority than they do. You can do a lot more. So every opportunity any man has ever given, however God takes him and promotes him in whatever way, whatever uh, uh, direction and whatever career and whatever, um, uh, we're not all called to preach from a pulpit. We're called to preach from where he places us. Make sure you're empowered by the right thing. By faith in the word of God. Faith, all your faith should not come... uh, your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. This is what God needed to teach Abraham. I can't have you. There's so much wisdom here. There's so much advancement in this, the society that you live in. I got to get you out of that because that's what they empower. That's what they look to. He knew that would pull on Abraham. He knew they'd talk him out of having a child at an old age. Why? Because they understood they, un- they knew too much. They knew too much. Got to get them away from those who know too much. 
Careful what podcasts you listen to. Careful what, uh, I'm not talking about preach. I'm talking about just what knowledge are you taking in and how much are you taking in of it. How much, pe- just talk. People just talk. Everybody has a platform to talk. Everyone thinks they're empowered to give an opinion these days. No opinion carries power like the opinion that's in the word of God. This is the only opinion I need to base my life on. The only opinion. Only one that matters. This one and my pastor. That's it. Amen? So you got to remind yourself, keep yourself. This is why, again, this is why Abraham pulled, God pulled him out of that society. Make sure you're not trying to immerse yourself more into, it's not just being like the world, it's thinking like them. That's the damage. God had to have Abraham, he had to find a man who could think different and he had to pull him out of where everybody else, his culture of thinking. His culture of thinking. God didn't just give Abraham a son. He gave him a life of empowerment through faith. He gave him an entire life of being empowered, not a moment. This is a lifestyle, not a moment. Faith is a lifestyle of empowerment and permission and being permitted to take authority over your body, over your mind, over your finances, over your home, over your business. You have permission only on the basis of faith, though. But on the basis of faith, you can stand up every day and say, I have permission granted to me. I have been given the final say and the final authority over everything in my life because according to the word of God in Romans chapter four, he was empowered by faith. He is no respecter of persons. If Abraham was empowered by faith, I'm one of his children. I now am empowered by faith and I'm taking my opportunity to act like it's true. And you're authorized to call it done even when it's not finished yet. He's not just offering us stuff. He's not just offering us a job. He's not just offering us things. He's offering us a life of empowerment. A lifestyle. A life of... A whole life. He's offering us a chance to live empowered by faith and the ability to be like him on this earth. It is not a last resort. It is not, faith is not a, well, you know what, that's the, the way, we, that's the route we gotta go now, guys. <laughs> the route, no, he's offering you an entire life of being just like him. Take your opportunity. Act like This is my only opportunity. I'm not giving myself another opportunity. This is what Abraham did when he pulled him out of that. I'm I'm going, he's going on, he's headed out to the desert. He's headed out to the places that no one's one's gonna be and he's going with God. He stepped out in faith, Amen? amen? We'll stop there for tonight. A lifestyle of being empowered to be just like him, to talk like him, to act like him. So next time the opportunity presents itself for your faith, don't miss it. Rahab didn't miss it. She took her opportunity. 
She said, when that opportunity presented itself, she did exactly what she needed to do. Don't miss your opportunity to act on the word of God. Don't miss it. And when the devil comes with the same bombarding thoughts over and over and over again, you answer, number one, we know this, with the word of God, but recognize every time you're answering, you're reminding him of your permission. We have a scepter. You wanna know what that is? Right here, right here, right here. Not only that, we've been given the sword of the spirit. This is what Abraham did. It said he gave glory unto God. He was holding up his scepter of the spirit going, glory, praise the Lord. We have a son. I have descendants. Her womb is open. That seed is planted. Everything is coming to pass that God promised me. The sword of the spirit, the word of God, it doesn't hold itself up. It takes a man to hold it up. That's why Jesus said, I've given you. I've given you, not I've given it. I've given my word authority. No, he said, I gave you authority. It has no authority without being in a man's mouth. Amen? Why? Because there was no world framed without words in God's mouth. We're the exact same way. Amen? Stand with me to your feet tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's the answer anyway. <laughs> Glory to God. Whether you want to do it or not, it's the answer anyway. <laughs> Turn to somebody. Why don't we just thank him? Give him praise. Say, Father, I'm a doer. I'm acting on your word. We thank you, Father, for the authority that you gave us. We have now the name. <laughs> we have your word. We have your promises. We have your spirit. We have your life. We have on the inside of us everything that Jesus provided. And we're gonna take everything on the inside and change everything that we see on the outside. Amen. We'll turn to somebody before you're dismissed and say, don't forget, I was about to say Easter candy. <laughs> don't forget. Hallelujah night candy. Be a doer. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.